atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for February the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2020, hour two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. LibertyRoundtable.com, our website, LovingLiberty.net, our syndicated network. Spread the word, tell the tale, new media taking center stage. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Delighted to see uh, senatorial candidate from Alabama, Roy Moore, back in the news, sir. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Uh, the headlines from yes, the Washington sir. Times. Uh, well, yeah, some people, I think the main thing they want to do with him this time, since he's a Senate candidate down there, uh, is just really not give him any coverage at all. If if they do give him some, maybe give it negative. Uh, but the headline reads, uh, Senate candidate Roy Moore brings back his Ten Commandments statue. Uh, Washington Times got the piece. Uh, yeah, and they say that uh, this statue, a carved 2.5-ton lump of marble, will be displayed uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, at the Foundation for Moral Law. Uh, by the way, that's if you don't know who it is or what it is, it's a conservative nonprofit that uh, Roy Moore started with his wife, uh, Kayla, back in 2003. The stone features quotations carved into the sides and on top. Uh, the two open tablets containing the Ten Commandments of the Old Testament. He says, uh, Roy Moore says, this wasn't done for political reasons, but it's very necessary. Uh, Mr. Moore, uh, they say, was elected Chief Justice, and remember that says elected, not selected, elected Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court in 2000. Six months after taking office, had the and that was the chief justice not just a associate justice but chief justice uh, after taking office he had the ten commandments monument installed in the court's lobby without informing his colleagues um, and then they say a court battle followed in November of 2002. A federal judge ordered it removed. You know, get those Ten Commandments out of here. Mr. Moore, uh, Judge Roy Moore, declined to comply with the court order, and he was forced out as Chief Justice in November of 2003. They say not long after the monument had been taken away. And the reason I, I mean, like him so much is he's been standing tall since then. Kurt the best he can and the people of Alabama love him and put him back in office whenever they get the chance <clears throat> with rare exception uh, unless there's vote fraud and manipulation which happened last time when he ran for the Senate uh, but Roy stands strong on the principles that matter most Kurt so he's bringing back his Ten Commandments statue that's correct, and it'll be there at the uh, where the Foundation for Moral Law is housed. And the uh, the building uh, was once a bank that financed the Confederacy. They say as well as having, yeah. and they get. I guess they say it has a tunnel underneath used by that was used by escaping slaves. Um, so anyway, the bottom line is, hey, the Ten Commandments are back. But yeah, and there's a trend. Would it be Kurt. nice? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, wouldn't it be nice if you could hear that everywhere, Sam? Uh, yeah. I don't think Rush picked up on this story. As far you as I know, him, Glenn Kurt. hasn't picked up on this one. Yeah. Uh, Sean Hannity know. missed it, you know what I mean? Uh, so, but it's a phenomenal you know, I, story, and it's interesting. There's yeah. a trend going on, Kurt, where they're taking a lot of these statues that are, I don't know what you call it, unacceptable in society, uh, if you believe in the mainstream or whatever, whether it be Confederate soldiers, you know, Robert E. Lee or uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest or some of these leaders. And they're moving all these statues to private properties, what's happening, Kurt. And uh, Roy Moore mm-hmm. doing the same here. Yeah. So in a way, it's a bad yeah. trend because it just shows that society is kicking out our, what, progenitors? Is that the best way to say it? Um the good news is that there are people that are willing to take these things and, and make private property focus of them and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, it won't be long, Kurt, when they start kicking out statues and think where they'll start kicking out modern people. Well, and well, they'll run them out of the court of public to... opinion or run them out of society on a rail uh, in, a, in a literal sense over time. That's what's next. And this has been happening throughout history. When you have evil people, Sam, the don't really like to hear about the Ten Commandments. Uh, one of the things that Judge Moore said about this in a Facebook post uh, said, one of the most important issues fa- affecting our country is a lack of morality. The Ten Commandments represent the laws of nature and of nature's God upon which our nation began in 1776. Today, more than ever, we need to return to those laws and moral standards upon which our country was founded, end quote. That's, yeah, good uh, point. You know, that's the kind of stuff that it's going to bring down the wrath of uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Chuck Schumers. And the but Nancy it is the Pelosi's. kind of stuff we celebrate. Yeah. And I'm glad that's for exactly Roy Moore right. being willing to come on Liberty Roundtable Live and talk about moral law, talk about that's his right. campaign and his candidacy, talk about what he believes to be vital based on principle. Just a tremendous stand-up guy in my humble Opinion. All right, I've been kind of critical of President Trump for not getting rid of a lot of Obama holdovers because I think that's just been a thorn in his side, and he's got a clean house. Well, Donald Trump now says, quote, Washington swamp worse than I thought. So he's waking up to the reality, Kurt, and he's doing something about it. What's that, in NSC? What's that? Well, you've got the uh, National Security Council, but, you know, I was thinking about uh, our program yesterday, Sam, the one with the uh, talking about the swamp fox, and then you've got uh, President Trump, you know, dealing with the swamp. Um, maybe he's almost like the modern day swamp fox, you know, but he's he's finding out, like you said, that the uh, Washington swamp is just worse than he thought. I think Donald could be a little um, bit more like George Washington, and guys like me can be the swamp fox, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Because, um, you know, and, he's got uh, the whole thing to deal with. The Swamp Fox just dealt with his little area incredibly effectively. Don't don't misunderstand my point. I'm just saying it's the support that President George Washington, then General George Washington, received that made the difference, Kurt, by guys like Francis Marion in their day and guys like me and you in our day. That's the point, Kurt. Good point. Yeah. And uh, according to one report, uh, they've... You know, the President Trump's administration has removed 70 Obama holdovers, you know, uh, at the NSC or the National Security Council. And, you know, you just wonder, I mean, it's like 
leftovers in the fridge after a while you gotta get rid of them you gotta get rid of these holdovers heard that. i wish it was uh, 700 you know, or seven thousand yeah, or seventy thousand right. or whatever but i'm saying it's a start every one of them and this highlights that he's realizing it though kurt which is in my opinion yeah. you got to start somewhere buddy I you got to give him credit and say you know what he's blatantly publicly acknowledged it that, hey, man, the Washington Swamp is worse than I thought. Now, I'm not doubting the president for that, too, because I, I guarantee if I went in there, even though I'm pretty savvy about how evil and bad the swamp is, if I get in there, I bet I'd be shocked, too, Kurt. I think it's beyond all of our imaginations. That's exactly right. Um, and, the uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, Washington secrets. It's, you know, at least in my opinion, it's, there's no secrets in Washington, really, but... Uh, Paul Bedard writes that he's uh, done that 70, where he's cut 70 positions that were inherited from former President Barack Obama, and they had fattened the staff up to 200, uh, and uh, many, they say, were loaners from other agencies and have been sent back. Others left government work. That's what needs to happen. They just need to be cleaned out, you know. Uh, But... uh, you know, you heard uh, a lot of talk about the whole Vindman guy getting sent packing. And uh, I mean, I think there's so many of them that ought to be out of there and, you know, trimmed down the government. To about yeah, and 10%. what it's going to take, though, is you got to downsize government agencies and eliminate government agencies for it to be real and sustaining, Kurt. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, and so I, but all I'm telling you is this I'm not going to be critical here. Donald is publicly acknowledging. And he's doing something about it here. Now, you could say, well, a lot more needs to be done, Sam. He's got to get on this thing. Put the pedal to the metal. Amen. I agree. But I'm not going to down somebody who's doing something. And these 70 holdovers aren't going to wreak havoc anymore because they're gone. Right. Now, we need more of that. I get it. I understand. But I'm just telling you that Mm -hmm. I, I, at least it's an open, candid admission and a direct action on top of the candid admission. What more do you want? The answer is to support him. More, to where more, he can more. keep going. Amen. All right. U.S. border seizures of meth and fentanyl. I guess they say it's going to break records in 2020, Kurt. Well, and and I think, you know, we've seen these stories lately, Sam, where you've got uh, uh, the happiness index is going up and everybody's happier. And then we got the, uh, uh, what is it, the... Uh, where they figure out how long people live is going up, you know, what is that? They um, say that the life expectancy life is actually spent. going down because people are committing suicide and drug overdoses. So oh, if you take well, those uh, numbers the out, they're going up. Saw. But if you t- include those numbers, it's going down, Kurt. Oh, okay. Well, one of the most recent ones I saw was that uh, that, that was... that It was like the first time in a number of years that that life expectancy had blipped up a little bit and i thought right so let me let me tell you a little story let's say something goes from 80 to 71 over three years and then it goes from 71 Mm -hmm. to 71.2 in the last month is it up or Mm -hmm. down well it's in the right direction at least to me uh well if it goes from 80 to 71 and then it blips up a teeny bit then you know it's going in the wrong direction they've halted it and we hope it continues. My point is, and they do this with the stock market, too. If you accept the teeny snapshot, it makes you believe kind of something's different than it is, right? So they're stopping it and turning it around, which is good news. You're correct. But the long slide, you can't ignore that long slide. It's been going down for a number of years. Now, they've halted it and it's starting to trend in the right direction. Kurt's going to talk about why, because I think this is critical to make the point. Hang tight. 
You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. U.S. seizures of meth and fentanyl at the border in 2020. And so Kurt's pointing out the life expectancy is starting to tick up, and he's absolutely right. But I want to put it in perspective of the reality. For quite a while, it's been going down. They've now halted the downward slide. Thank heavens, less suicide, less drug overdoses, less murder. All the, Those are good things. Um, and it is starting to tick up. Kurt's right. But you got to have that long-term perspective. And I'm going to tell you why in a second, Kurt. Go ahead. Well, anyway, uh, one of the other things that contributors to this whole thing, if you ask me, is that people have their jobs instead of waiting on a government check. And uh, when they have jobs, they feel better. And, you know, the God of heaven said six days shalt thou labor. He wasn't condemning us to an evil, you know, daily drudgery. It's good for us to work. But I was looking at the... uh, uh, report from Dr. Nicole Safier. She's the author of uh, Make America Healthy Again, How Bad Behavior and Big Government Caused a Trillion Dollar Crisis. And uh, she was recently interviewed on a Breitbart uh, program. And she basically says uh, um, the latest report from the CDC on life expectancy indicated an increase of 0.1 year between 2017 and 2018 says drug deaths dropped almost 5% in 2018 after rising for 28 consecutive years in the United States. Okay, so let me stop you. Um, And that's the point I'm making. And the reason that I'm making that point is it's just recent and they've halted it and they've turned it around. We haven't seen much gains yet. And overall, it's way down, Uh, meaning the life expectancy, way up the drug abuses. And the reason that this is important to highlight is because 
It took a Donald Trump to get in office, Kurt, and it took people like her to work on this. It took the right kind of people to put the right things in place to make the change that haven't been done for literally decades, Kurt. This is huge for what President Trump has accomplished. Right. That's right. And she went on to say it's great news to see that. We usually think of cardiovascular disease and cancers are leading causes of death. However, drug doses have also crept up. We... uh, or overdoses uh we we have more people dying from overdose than ever before and for that for the first time in a little bit it's gone down this that is largely due to our efforts regarding the opioid crisis which we have been dealing with for about two decades but we now have fewer people being improperly prescribed opioids fewer people taking opioids and the trump administration is working very hard to keep illegal opioids off of our streets with strict border control all of those together have led to this decrease which is wonderful news it is Uh, so it is wonderful news and that's why i highlight this though kurt because you have to understand we've had this problem for a long time And this slide has been massive for a long time. Life expectancy going down, drug overdoses on the rise. Okay, and it took President Trump and his tough border restrictions and his declaring, um, you know, war on some of these things. In other words, doing things that make a difference. The headline says we're going to have seizures of this stuff rising big time. It's the moves that Trump is making that has changed this just recently, Kurt. That's exactly right. And the uh, Breitbart piece continues, says uh, the CDC reported the age adjusted rate of drug overdose deaths in 2018 was 4.6% lower than in 2017. Total overdose deaths fell by 4.1%. Marlowe, at least in this interview, they say, asked if improving economic circumstances, like we mentioned before, and optimism across America contribute to reduction in overdose deaths. The answer without question, Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, they said every poll shows that Americans are doing better economically, financially, and they just have an overall improved feeling about themselves. This president should be commended because he's the one who declared it an emergency. He is the one who appropriated funding for the opioid crisis. Previous administrations made minimal efforts, if anything, to help it. Anyway, the bottom line is... uh, it's hey, great news. Are a little bit better. Yeah. And the bottom line is, and that's why I spend the time to kind of break that down a little more in detail, Kirk, because if you just say it's up, people don't really understand how and why and who. And I think it's critical to understand how, why, and who. It's the changes that this current president has been making that, that accounts for it, Kurt. I agree. Anyway, and, I just uh, think that's important to more, know. As always. If you yeah. just say, oh, it's up, people are like, oh, you know, good. I'm glad it's been going up. But you got to know how and why and who and what and all that kind of stuff. And I believe that it's the border seizures that make, are making a huge difference. It's the people believe life is better because of their jobs. It's, it's all kinds of reasons. But all of them have to do with moves that the President Trump is making. What was that ladies group again, Kurt? Make America healthy again? Yeah, that's right. Okay, these are I outgrowths mean, uh, of the campaign in 2016, whole, Make America Great Again, That's right. right. That's okay, right. so these are people yeah. coming to the table and doubling down and carrying out President Trump's efforts, not only in the government sector, but in the private sector many times, too, Kurt. It doesn't you just have the government effects. Side effects, you know, right? Yeah. See, but those are, you know, delightful side effects, I guess, right? Amen. Anyway, the other interesting tidbit that, that goes along with this is they're talking about migrant apprehensions now, Kurt, right? 
Well, yeah, and uh, like the president said, uh, I mean, if you've got the Mexicans uh, with their government and their military uh, protecting their southern border where you don't see those, uh, you know, big caravans of people coming up through there, um, you know, you can pretty much kind of lower things. And they say migrant apprehensions, or in other words, uh, illegal immigrants trying to get across our borders dropped another 11 percent in January. That's an eight-month decline. Uh, and you say, well, uh, at least before we would see huge amounts when our economy would be good, we'd see more and more people trying to get here. But if you've got countries, in this case Mexico, taking care of their border and making sure that, you know, illegal activity is a little less there, then it's better for everybody. Those and people just so we can see how racist we are, then we can try to help Mexico be great again, too, Kirk, or be great in the first Amen. place, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I want to help those help. guys. Yeah, we do. I, I mean, there are neighbors guy. to the south, Kurt, and we're supposed to what our neighbor? Love, Love our neighbor as ourselves. That's right. Just kind of curious. I'm just saying. Trying to put it in perspective. But I'm delightful Mm -hmm. that illegality is dropping. And the apprehension for illegality is less. And that it's an eight-month trend. Right? I mean, that's important, Kurt. That's right. But again, eight-month trend, again, gives Donald, President Trump, all the credit, too, Kurt. Because he's leading the charge. Now, there might be a lot of people supporting him. And I commend those people as well. Amen. But and I'm you've just got saying, the private citizens like the guys working on build the wall, yes. you know, and that uh, that uh, guy with you know like four limbs cut off, you know, leading that whole battle. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of people making some great stuff happening, and uh, kind of like those Swamp Fox guys you were talking about, you know. Saying, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk about pre- pre- Trump's budget. Now, again, Uh let me be very clear. This is not just a we love Trump at all costs discussion. We're not just Trump derangement syndrome in reverse. We are willing to give credit where credit's due, though, folks. Right. Okay? And the more President Trump does good, the more praise from me he's going to get. You want to know why? Because that's good. Because that's the right thing to do, and it's good. And it's based on principle. And the more he does that, the more praise he'll get from me. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we have to talk about his budget a little bit, too, relating to the, quote, migrant stuff, Kurt. Good point. Um, you know, you've got the headline parts, from, of course, from Breitbart. Somebody that's kind of at least um, gives, I think, the other side of that. The headline reads, Donald Trump's budget promises a thousand miles of border wall. Um you know, and there's a number of other things that are in the, uh, I guess, in the latest uh, budget, you know, promotion there where he's suggesting, hey, there's a lot of uh, parts in government where we could lower the expense, you know. And uh, I don't suppose that the Democratic-led uh, House is going to, you know, just jump on all that and love on it, you know. But... Uh, Hopefully, it's a move in the right direction. Uh, I heard Rush Limbaugh mention that the president has more political capital, and he may be going to go ahead and take on this uh, lower expense in government thing and bring the budget down to where, I mean, who knows? We could eliminate the Federal Reserve, eliminate the federal debt, and uh, make America great again. I'm saying. Well, there's a lot of people like Ann Coulter that are very critical of President Trump and his promise on the border wall. They suggest that he hasn't done enough and that it's all been talk and that none of the walls being built 
And I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. No doubt would like him to go for broke and the wall to be completely built and it to be all done. That's one side of the equation. And I would advocate um, for that, even though I'm not really for a wall. I am for President Trump keeping his promises. Okay, that's one side. The other side is he hasn't built anything and he hasn't done anything. And I, I believe it's really in the middle. I think Donald Trump has done his level best to carry out this promise. I think he's experienced tremendous, tremendous opposition, though, from judges to Congress to. And the question becomes, how hard can President Trump push? If he um, pushes too hard, then they say he's a dictator. If he pushes too hard, they say he stole money from somewhere that he shouldn't have. If he doesn't push hard enough, he gets criticism from folks like Ann Coulter. And, you know, I just know this. I don't want to be the armchair quarterback and tell you I know how to perfectly do it. But this is more evidence that President Trump is doing his best to keep his promise. And all I'm telling you, again, you got to give some credit for that. At least he hasn't dropped the issue entirely. At least he keeps bringing it up and working on it. Maybe he needs more support from the people, huh? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The head of the Iowa Democratic Party is resigning after last week's caucus debacle there. Troy Price saying in a resignation letter that his presence as chairman makes it more difficult for the party there to move forward from the caucuses. A coding error in an app led to a significant delay in reporting the results. A former party chairman in Polk County, Iowa, says of Price's decision. He operated with some class. He took responsibility for what happened, and he didn't blame anybody else. Tom Henderson there speaking to CBS News. New York's Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo will be at the White House to meet with President Trump today on the federal decision to block New York residents from the Trusted Travelers Program because it now allows illegal immigrants to get driver's licenses. A magnitude 6.9 earthquake struck off the coast of northeastern Japan earlier, but there's no reports of major damage. This is USA Radio News. If you're thinking about life insurance from low-cost term to business or estate coverage or perhaps a small policy to cover your final expenses, why spend more than you have to? Hi, I'm John David Wells from The Wells Report. Since 1986, AccuQuote has helped hundreds of thousands of folks save a fortune on their life insurance by quickly comparing the rates, features, and financial strength of dozens of top-rated life insurance products right over the phone. Want some examples? A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half-million-dollar 10-year level term policy for less than 40 Five bucks a month. Oh, you say you're 60? No problem. Under 120 bucks a month. 20 or 30 year terms. Even permanent plans are available. Okay, so you might have some health problems, huh? Lots of us do, but the experts at AccuQuote will still work with you to find the best affordable policy. To find out how much you can save, call AccuQuote today. 877-439-8830. That's 877-439-8830. 877-439-8830. AccuQuote. Call them today. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by state. Former White House Chief of Staff John Kelly telling an audience in New Jersey last night that Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman was just doing his job when he reported concerns about President Trump's Ukraine phone call. Speaking at Drew University, Kelly said Vindman did exactly what he should have done when he heard Trump ask his Ukrainian counterpart for an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden's family. 
President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, saying media reports have been lying about him getting special treatment from the U.S. Justice Department. Last night, he said in a Fox News interview, Not only am I not getting special treatment, I've been getting terrible treatment. This should have been investigated three years ago. Attorney General William Barr on Monday did say the Justice Department's going to review Giuliani's information from Ukraine about former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter to gauge the credibility of that information. Find us online anytime at usaradio.com. All right, so all I'm saying is, you know what? We can criticize President Trump or we can say, hey, at least he's trying to get money for the border wall. Now, I still agree that Mexicans were supposed to pay for it, so there you go. But, uh, you know, we got to work on something, folks. And at least President Trump doesn't drop this. He could just ignore it, Kurt, and not even address it anymore. But he keeps bringing it up. And when when I see the opposition that he gets on it and he keeps bringing it up, I have to say he's trying, Kurt. That's right. And in this, uh, you know, the headline where it says uh, Donald Trump's uh, budget promises a thousand miles of border wall way down in the story, it says... Univision newscaster, remember this guy, Jorge Ramos, says Trump has won the border crisis. Now, I mean, this would be a big headline, I think, if if somebody was really pro, you know, not if you wanted to shut down Donald, it won't. Good point. But if you're fair, it would. Yes. Under the headline, Trump got his wish, Mexico is now the wall, Ramos wrote um, in the, uh, this was in the New York Times, I guess, I just never saw it, but, you know, the Breitbart boys picked it out, says he wrote, uh, Mexico has effectively turned into an extension of Mr. Trump's immigration police beyond American territory, and this is the case on multiple fronts. On the southern border with Guatemala, they prevent Central American migrants, or um, I'd call them illegal immigrants, from coming into Mexico. On the northern one, they block those seeking entry to the United States from leaving. The decision of Mexico's presence, Andres Manuel Lopez, Lopez Obrador, they call him AMLO for short, uh, to follow this approach is misguided. That's what this Jorge Ramos says. He should let migrants continue their journey north. I just disagree with that, and I think that the uh, the reason the president and the president of Mexico have kind of agreed on this is, remember that whole trade deal, Sam? Where he, yeah, and because it's good for hey, both man. countries not to have all kinds of That's illegals right. in their countries, Kurt. Right. Look, illegality I mean, doesn't benefit anyone. Right. Drug, you know, crime and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you gotta get a handle on it. Now, by the way, uh, in twenty uh, what sixteen Super Tuesday, I think it was. Um, Donald Trump Jr. came on Liberty Roundtable live. Kurt, you remember that? Yes, I do. Well, now Donald Trump Jr. takes the stage. Kurt uh, speaking to a bunch of Donald Trump supporters or whatever. When he took the stage, a chant started out. That's right, and uh, the headline reads: Trump supporters chant. 46 when Donald Trump Jr. takes the stage. Now, by the now, way, it's, it's instructive to know that, that Donald Trump is 45. 
That's right. right? Now, that doesn't mean like he's 45 years old. It means he's number 45 in the president. Uh, so he's the 45th president of the United States. And the idea would be, right. hey, let's have Donald Trump serve four more years. And then in 24, let's have Junior run and become 46 was the idea that they're advocating. Well, somebody's. Right? Yeah, that's right. They're chanting. Um, Do you advocate you that know, idea? I don't know for. You know, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, we've seen the Bushes do this to us and, and nearly the Clintons. Uh, but it seems like uh, at least the Trumps sure have a lot different way of doing it compared to them, you know. Roger that. Uh, not for an imperial uh, presidency or anything like that. What I'm for is, uh, well, somebody who, you know, says what they're going to do and does it and that's what i see out of the out of president trump and i i wouldn't be surprised if the uh, son would not follow suit i'd be surprised if he didn't follow suit you know well and i will say um, this you know what I, I more power to him if he wants to run well yeah i mean that's america you know right? what i'll do if he runs kurt uh, you'll check into him. And yeah, I'll look into his policies. Out. I'll apply yeah, constitutional principles to his policies. If they're good, honorable policies that square with the Constitution and the proper role of limited government based on a constitutional republic um, and, and moral law and stuff like that, then I'll support those things, Kurt. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, then I will reject them. Imagine that. And I'll do that to everybody that runs, Kurt, to the best of my ability. Wow. Shocker. And if Donald Trump Jr. gets it all right, I'll be praising him, buddy. Yep. So there you have it. Just thought that was interesting. All right, small businesses in the news, Kurt. Two stories about small business. Well, there you go, Sam. Uh, let's see. So these are... Same date. Oh, going yeah. Anywhere. Small business optimism. Yes, sir. Um, you know, uh, Jumps higher optimism. in January. Right. Uh, now, you know, when most people see the term small business, I think in their mind they get this picture of some little kid with a uh, like a lemonade stand, you know, um, and they're just sitting there and they're, you know, trying to sell their lemonade or something. But small business, ladies and gentlemen, is I mean, the real definition is it's it's a, a big uh, employer in America. Yeah, usually you know it's a hundred employees or less, or sometimes they say, you know, fifty employees or less is a small business. So you might have you know thirty employees and do twenty million dollars of business, and you're a small business. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? you're not like the kid on the street corner with that. Well, you might be. That's you know, one of them. That's right. Right. That's right. It might. It's all but the all above. I'm is the point. Is it's way bigger than people think. Yes, for sure. In other words, you got to be right. well. For example, just. To kind of give some guidelines so people understand the point you're making, Kurt, if you have less than 50 employees, you don't have to go along with the Obamacare big business mandate. If you have more than 50 employees, you do. So I've got people that I know that have five small businesses that all have 40 employees each. So they got 200 employees, <laughs> but they're five different businesses, so they don't go over that 50 freaking threshold, right? Because they don't want yeah. to. changes the game and increases their cost substantially. So all they do is they just break off divisions and create DBAs and, and different things. It's a different business and a different... You know, employer number and all the Okay, and so, but what is a small business? And the answer is small businesses are huge, man. They're huge. That's right. Many of them. That's right. You know, if you have an employee, yeah, for the, example, uh, or an employer that has like 80 employees or whatever, I'll give you an example. The Fishbowl Inventory is a company that I deal with a lot. And I know they got a couple of hundred employees. They're Fishbowl Inventory. They deal with inventory and um, they sync all their inventory uh, capabilities and warehousing capabilities to QuickBooks and. Well, QuickBooks and uh, this fishbowl, they're both considered small businesses, Kurt. 
They're massive, though. they got a couple of hundred employees, man. Mm-hmm. But it's small business. Anyway, the point is... You've heard of this uh, National Federation of Independent Business? Yeah, it's phenomenal. The NFIB, they call them? Yeah. Anyway, their their chief economist, William Dunkelberg, uh, you know, I've not heard much from him before, but he said this. He says, 2020 is off to an explosive start for the small business economy, with owners expecting increased sales, earnings, and higher wages for employees. I think he's Small absolutely businesses. right. And I think if we yeah. do the crank up the tax, you know, cuts 2.0 plan that Rand Paul and Donald Trump are working on, it'll even get better, Kurt. But they That's say right. small business optimism jumps higher in January. And I think that job report that you gave us a day or two ago might relate to that, too, Kurt. Good point about the 225,000 more jobs. Yes, sir. Like it's a huge said, number for January, buddy. After, yeah, after Christmas is typically means it goes down, not yes, sir. up. Uh, and then you've got the, uh, you know, the this same guy, Dunkelberg, went on to say small businesses continue to build on the solid foundation of supportive federal tax policies, just what you said, and a deregulatory environment. That's another really important part where uh, we've found that they, for every new regula- regulation the government's put in, they've gotten rid of eight and a half other ones, which is Man, that's just keep on, never keep it in on. my lifetime. Says that this allows owners to put an increased focus on operating and growing their businesses. Imagine that. Instead of, uh, you know, just being hassled by the government, you know. Yes. In fact, wow, they did cool. another poll that relates to this very thing as well. They say 69% of small business owners say they have benefited from the 2017 tax cuts. That's why I say in a point two 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 point oh, just imagine what we could do, buddy. Well, that's right. And plus, I'll bet you, Sam, you could probably find out of the 100 percent small business owners, you probably got 31 percent of them are Democrats and 69 percent are Republicans. Unfortunately, to break down that partisan divide, you're probably correct on that. You know, because typically, you know, you get more of the Democrats going to go into uh, education and all that. They're not going to be business owners, whereas you're going to have more business owners be you know, more of the uh, freedom lovers or whatever. And yeah, so and remember, the tax code's really tricky, too, Kurt. So about out of those oh, 31%, yeah. maybe there's just some weird situation that they find themselves in where it didn't give them as much of a bang as it did others. And that's exactly why Rand Paul said we've got to crank up 2.0 to make sure that it applies uh-huh. to more people in more circumstances, right? Well, it, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. You got Sean Hannity, who lives in New York, and uh, Sean you know, Hannity runs a small he, business, by the way, Kurt. I know, uh, and yet it's millions. And but he said, "Hey, that tax deal was tough on him, and the reason it was tough on him was because in New York they charge huge amounts of property tax and all that, uh, you know, all those taxes, and those became." What would you call them? Uh, they just were uh, less valuable under the under the new tax thing simply because, like he said, he said, hey, in our state, you know, people are dumb enough to elect these guys to raise their taxes and then expect that the federal government will give them a break on that. You yeah, know? And oftentimes and what happens is when away. the federal government gives a break, some of these liberal, more abusive states, they then take the chance to raise. So the Fed reduces, the That's state right. raises That's the taxes, exactly right. and therefore it negates it. That's what I mean by those are the, the 31% of the people are in the unique exceptions. That's why we need tax cut 2.0 so badly now. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from Range magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine you've heard the name lavoy finicum now hear lavoy finicum in his own words honor the republic uphold this constitution let us quit talking please take peaceful action that is why i'm here liberty hall lectures presents dead man talking screening and fundraiser come together with us to view the newly completed dvd series lavoy dead man talking episode 2 friday february 28th at 6 p.m at liberty hall in far west utah come meet lavoy finicum's widow jeanette learn about her mission to bring about justice for the wrongful murder of her husband. That's Friday, February 28th, 6 p.m. at Liberty Hall, 3677 North Highway 126 in Far West Utah. There's no need to RSVP. Admission is free, and your generous donations are appreciated. Join us Friday, February 28th at 6 p.m. at Liberty Hall. This event is sponsored by One Cowboy Stand for Freedom, the Center for Self-Governance, and the Loving Liberty Radio Network. All right, 69% of small businesses say the tax cuts have done them good. You got to dig that, you know? That's why optimism is jumping in January. Yeah, benefiting. So I want the tax cut 2.0 to roll. Come on, let's get that done. Rand, Donald, That's let's right. go, buddy. You get the, you get the big sales guy, President but or well, President Trump, and then you got yes, all these other sales guys, you and me, and everybody else in the uh, swamp foxes are out there going, "Hey, let's make America great again, and let's know? reduce taxes." But, uh, and, you know, all that's that. right. But Next you know, talking you about got, there's this big equality going on in the world, Kurt. Don't you feel yeah, equal? Right. No. Uh, but let me just the, stop you there, though, and say I'm not even calling for equality in that sense, <laughs> Kurt. No, I don't yeah. care if somebody's rich or somebody's not as wealthy or whatever else. That's you know, that's just circumstantial. It's okay. I don't yeah. need to be as wealthy as some of these guys. Like, I don't have a bunch of money to worry about being taxed on like Sean Hannity does, although we both run small businesses, right? Good point. Anyway, here's the equality point. Yeah, the headline from Breitbart, equality colon, Hollywood celebs handed $225,000 swag bags at Oscars. So, you know, I've just never heard these stories. I never even knew they had swag bags at Oscars. But uh, You, you should know, know I've that, been to, You get a swag bag when you go places. I've been to places like, uh, you know, the NAB, the, or, NAB or, and you know what they give uh, you? you know, the homeschooling uh, things. And, you know, you know what they I give you for swag? 25000 A little bag yeah. that says NAB on it and might be worth a dollar or two. <laughs> and then you go ahead and get a uh, like a floor uh, map. 
That's and they right. usually give you a book which shows you all the different booths so they can promote what they're doing or whatever. And then they might give you like a little thing of mints that costs like a buck or something. And then maybe yeah. some pens and a, a little notepad or whatever to take notes on or whatever. whole thing probably costs like three bucks or something, four bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's a little less than 225000 which yeah. was what the swag bag for the Oscars was, I guess, in there. They put... Uh, um, it came with free cosmetic surgery, not free cosmetics, not like some lipstick or something, but surgery, uh, a cruise on a luxury yacht, uh, dating services, oh man, that's dangerous stuff, gold-plated vaping devices, and more, according to result uh, reports. Uh, they say this was the highest uh, value they've ever put together. Um, the swag included a $78,000 12-day yacht cruise, $20,000 worth of facial rejuvenation treatments. That means, uh, you know, they're, they're doing uh, plastic surgery on those ladies and gentlemen there. And 20000 in matchmaking services. Matchmaking services for twenty grand. I mean, anyway, it's just crazy stuff. I'm Sam, a little I more of the matchmaker, gonna... matchmaker, make me a match yeah, kind of guy, right. you know? Find me a fine, catch me a catch. <laughs> anyway, a little different. Didn't cost a bunch of money back yeah. then, you know? But I'm not really for the yeah. prearranged marriage stuff anyway. No, no, that's right. You Good know, point. but there that you go. Anyway, I just find that interesting. The headline says equality. He's like, yeah. wow. Uh, All right. I guess there's, an, well, former officers, what you call this guy, right, Kurt? Well, that's right, uh, Sam. Apparently, there's a guy, uh, and uh, apparently he, you know, the headline reads this. Officer told to tone down gayness. Uh, settled suit for $10.25 million. It's the St. Louis County agrees to settlement with police officers who says he was repeatedly passed over for promotion. Um, and uh, I guess they say 23 times he was told to tone down his gayness. Uh, now they've uh, made a deal with him and he's going to retire uh, and uh, he's going to get, um, you know, this 10 Point two five million dollars. I uh, look at this, this and you deal. tone down your gayness, and that's the offense that cost the taxpayers all this money, Kurt. Say, so just tone it down yeah. a little bit. And the guy's just running around as a police officer, just promoting his gayness everywhere, and uh, they're just saying, "Hey, tone it down. This isn't really the place for it." Now, I think they're on solid ground with that. What if I just go in there all political and I just start talking about the swamp fox everywhere, Kurt? And would I could I tone down my yeah patriotic you got to use the right word because it'll be like libertiness. Yeah, good point. Tone down your libertiness and get, you know, 10 mil. It's amazing, huh? Well, it's shocking in a, in a bad way because where would yeah. we go with this, Kurt? What's next? Right. Pretty soon well, the police officers okay. won't feel like they can say this isn't about being gay. We're about our work here. And apparently, Sam, uh, they, they, I guess the uh, officers side has had offered the city to you know settle for like 850,000 but they went ahead and went to court and uh, you know the uh, thing and the court helped them take 10, 10 times the beating 10 million yeah that's right it's just a mess you so know, the answer the Kurt in modern America pay, don't pay be it. telling people to tone down their gayness okay well it just still shows you that the courts are not all perfect you know I think whoa, whoa. There's some real trouble. That's saying there. it pretty mildly, but your point's well taken. Yeah. All right, AOC's in the news, Kurt. Do you know about this lady? <laughs> Never heard of her. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Yeah, 
calls her all out crazy, you know. She is all out crazy. Well, just Kurt, she wants all white people to know that they're racist, Mm -hmm. even if they don't think they are, Kurt. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Kurt, I know you don't think you're racist, buddy, but I want you to know that you are. Okay? Yeah, just plan on it. Count on it. And there's nothing you can do to stop it, really, is the point, right? Well, yeah, you know, you've been guilty since you were born, and you just, that's just the way it is. Okay, but here's the deal. I thought we weren't allowed to promote fake news, Kurt. Whoops. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's exactly what this lady's involved in, right? Good point. Apparently, she's going to have a little opposition. Some high-powered lady's going to run against her, so we'll see what happens What, some racist is going to run against her, Kurt? No, some uh, former, like, um, TV talk host is she or whatever, white? you know. Yeah, she See, is. See, she's a so, racist. Don't you understand? Uh, yeah, Let me just explain this. But Acacio Cortez I'm wants you to know. She's in the media. That white people are racist. So she's a woman racist going against Acacio Cortez. Good point. See where this kind of goes, Kurt? There's just no way to escape these lies as long as we allow them to stand. Now, I don't know if this lady running against Acacia Cortez is a racist or not. I'm going to assume that she's not, though, because I find this allegation being thrown on everybody. But rarely is it even true. Now, once in a while, there is a bad actor in the mix and stuff. I get it. But, for example, they've been claiming I'm a racist forever, Kurt, and I just don't see how I'm a racist. You just don't know it, Sam. Uh, what happens is I know, but I preach like that we're all God's children, thing, and we ought to uh, behave like it, treat each other kindly, and that um, different, you know, ethnicities or whatever are based on the pigmentation right. of your skin. That has nothing to do with the fact that if we obey God's commandments, we're all blessed. That if we don't, we're in trouble. And the fact but that we ought to treat logic, each other all Sam. kindly. You don't use logic in these kind of things. I mean, it's just not how that works. I want to just take right. those racists on and discuss it on TV with these people. Is what I want to do. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, can, now I got a question, Kurt. If you yes. if you can get win a bunch of money um, because you know people are telling you to tone down your gayness, right? Could they tell somebody to tone down their whiteness? Well, that because be, that's uh, what Acacia Cortez yeah. is saying. Okay. Sam, you got to tone down your whiteness, right? That's exactly right. Now, I don't know how to tone down my whiteness or whatever. I mean, I just made that way. I mean, aren't we talking about the same arguments now, Kurt? Yep. Well, it's just like this headline, CNN, MSNBC, home in on whiteness of New Hampshire's electorate. Those evil New Hampshireites, you know. White well, what do you mean? There. You're saying there's too many white people in New Hampshire? Apparently, Sam. I mean, you know. Well, what do they do about it? it? If they'd tone it down over there. If they just change their colors, maybe some of them could identify. Well, one lady tried to change her color, and they wouldn't let her. That's right. (laughs) Remember that lady? She's like, I'm black, and it turns out she was like all white and stuff. And they're like, what? That's right. Big old scandal. She was even the head of the NAACP up there. Yeah, no, she was. She was trying to tone down her whiteness, Kurt. Yes, she was. And they said, no, you're an imposter. You're a fake. You're a scandal. We'll expose you. This ain't going to happen here. Yeah. Of course, when a male runs around as a female, you know, you, you got to tone That's that okay, down? You know. No, no. You know, I mean, right. I, uh, by the way, you want some good news, Kurt? Yes. And the hour on a good news note, just All for right. fun. Headline right. says this, U.S. led the entire world in reducing CO2 emissions in 2019, buddy. We led the world. Wow. 
everything's Aren't fine. you all excited? I've even been saving like paper bags, Sam. I mean, uh, where I put like twice as much of a of the uh, pine nuts in one bag, and you know, I mean, I'm feeling like the world is a better place already. You know, I'm liking that. Yeah. So anyway, the U.S. led the entire world on that. There's also a new poll out you should know about before the end of the hour. They say this. Will President Donald Trump be the first impeached president to ever get reelected? Question mark. Yes. It's a great question. Right and free asks us that. Conservative News had the previous piece. Um, will Donald Trump be the first president to be impeached and then to win reelection? Because what, Hillary or Bill Clinton got impeached in his second term, right, Kurt? Good point. Okay, so in this case, President Trump would be the first guy to be impeached and then, you know, have the people's will again reelect him. And I, I personally think Kinda like Judge that's Roy what's going to happen. When they took him out, you know. Yeah, they took him out and got rid of him, impeached him equivalent or whatever, and the people put him back. That's right. See, that's the beauty of the checks and balances that made America great, Kurt, and that can do it again if we have paid attention to them. If we play our role and do our part or whatever you want to say, right? Good point. All right. Anyway, there you have it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know, but if you go to LovingLiberty.net, you know you can download our phone app and listen to us live and on demand. You can listen to us. You can listen to Brian Hyde. You can listen to uh, Beth Ann Schoenberg. You can listen to C.L. Bryant. You can listen to uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. You can listen to just tremendous talk radio, Kurt. You know? Kate Daly. Very cool, Sam. Around yeah. the clock, hard-hitting talk radio, live and on demand at your fingertips, lovingliberty.net. And folks, I'll tell you what, we really need your support and help. By the way, I had a guy email me, and he said, hey, man, I came from California. Mm-hmm. I live in Utah now, and I wanted to start a radio station in Utah, but it's kind of hard. But then I saw you guys on the Southern Poverty Law Center website. Uh-huh. It's yeah. kind of an enemy of, uh, you know. Enemy of the world. Yeah. And, and so he said, because of that, I'm contacting you to offer my services uh, to see what I can do to help. Can you please get a hold of me and we can sit down and talk about it? Cool. So I'm in touch with this guy and working on that right now. Very I just find cool. that fascinating, Kurt. Imagine a guy Good that leaves California, comes to Utah, decides he wants to do something for liberty. He's working on it. He's kind of stuck, doesn't know how he can improve. And they, he sees the Southern Poverty Law Center. Hey, man, these guys are like haters. So he's like, oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Calls us up. <laughs> wow. I just find the story fascinating. And that's, that's why I'm telling you about it. Um, the Southern Poverty Law Center, these people are nuts. They've already, their credibility is destroyed. But they still maintain to have this massive funding and massive presence. Oh, yeah. Huge money. You know, and so I find that interesting. But you know what? The British had it all, too. And good old George oh, yeah. and Marion took it to them. Yes, they did. And guess who came out on top? The answer? The little guy with virtually no resources. Why? Because those people are willing to keep the commandments of God and turn to God and do our very best and best and trust in God for the rest. And we want to take that legacy and double down and carry it forward right now, right here, everywhere, every day except for the Sabbath we take a rest on your radio. Okay? Amen. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Check them out. Donate. Get involved in the solutions today like many, many others are doing. We got little resources, folks. I'm talking about the widow's might stuff. But I'm telling you right now, we got God on our side, and we shall never give up. We stand to do our very best to use the checks and balances to make America and keep America great forever. 
until the Savior returns. God save the Republic.